That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Now coming to you in October 2017. Woo! Yeah, we all love a good Halloween month. You know how we get down with coverage for um, stories that deal with the um, the monstrous or the spooky or the creature-like story arcs that have to do with Batman and uh, the Batman mythology. It's going to be a fun October, but let me get the pen out of the way. I got Grandpa Batman over on the 110 in Texas. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, Robin Cross up in Canada. Uh, boots. And I got Legends of Lego Batman getting his d- right now over in California. <laughs> Prime one time six, boy. <laughs> Damn. We, we got a good one for you tonight. Man, we've been, we've been meaning to do... Well, we haven't done an arc in a while, but we've been meaning to do this story for a long time. With this trilogy for a long time. We're going to do uh, one part of the trilogy tonight. I guess you could call it the Batman Vampire Trilogy, I suppose. Some people refer to it. But um, the multiverse story, Batman Red Rain by um, Kelly Jones and Doug Munch over. And uh, back in uh, 1991, this first hit. Um, uh, I guess quick synopsis before we get into it is um, it's pretty much Batman versus Dracula. Guys, uh, initial thoughts. after I know you guys reread it again recently like I did. Uh, initial thoughts reading it this time. This seems so much like, look, it's a perfect blend of, of Batman and, you know, the horror element. But to me, it's just like, it almost feels so right for Batman, you know, because he's supposed to be this, you know, creature of the night that prowls on the fears of, of the cowardly, you know, criminal type. And his costume is kind of designed to almost represent or look kind of like a vampire. I mean, it's after a bat, you know, and Dracula and vampires are associated with bats but i mean i'm surprised that a story like this didn't come out much 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 sooner especially like you know when like neil adams was doing the regular stories and stuff but i love how kelly jones draws this this vampire batman even before he becomes like you know a vampire he's still just like he just looks wicked kelly jones whether you like his art style or not has the most recognizable Batman there is in history. You you could look across the street at an image, a poster of Batman. If if you got those long ears and that crazy cape, like you know it's Kelly Jones, you know? It's just... Yeah, other guys like Norm Brayfogle did a big crazy cape. Todd McFarlane did big crazy capes. But they didn't put three foot tall ears on him. Yeah. And <laughs> he figures out how... He, he knows how to make it work. Not just... You know, it doesn't just exaggerate for the hell of it like maybe yeah. McFarlane would with a spawn cave like Kelly Jones uses the shape you know to 
pretty much give the idea of a bat or a winged creature or like a, you know an, an evolving creature um, well to me he's he's a lot like Tim Cell in a way that he uses the features of the characters to enhance their personality or or set the tone that he wants to convey in the, in exactly. the panels exactly it's my two boys and, uh, Tim Kelly the, and this story is really cinematic it feels like reading a movie uh the, the storytelling and the art on it i'm surprised that no one has tried to make a, a live action of this yet well someone hit us i think hit me up on instagram today saying they really hope that they do this story after gotham by gaslight for for an animated feel yeah. But if that's the case, then Bruce Tim might have Batman fucking Dracula. So, you know. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> I mean, this would be an awesome animated movie. I mean, there's there's like a uh Batman versus Dracula type of softer tone down animated movie, movie but Yeah. It, I, I think that was from uh the era of the Batman. Uh, right. Mm. But nothing like this. And and if they did one that really stayed true to the the Batman Dracula or Batman Vampire trilogy, that would be so, so fucking awesome. And what's cool about Batman Red Rain is that I guess it's considered Elseworlds, but really the only difference that I could see, other than Batman turning into a vampire, is that it might take place a little earlier in the century. It almost has like a, a, a very slight steampunk feel here and there, like with the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like occasionally shots that you see of the city and things like that. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not overwhelmingly Elseworlds. It could almost it almost feels like it could exist in continuity because they don't really change that much. They don't you know they kind of uh, keep it to the core. Like Batman's Batman, he's a crime fighter. Gordon's in and Alfred's in it, you know. So and we open up with um, Dracula, pretty much um, eating a uh, slashing the throat of a prostitute, right over in. Uh, yeah, this cracked me up because, uh, you know, the first page is, you know, this lady of the night. She's on the corner and she, she approaches this man walking up and, uh, you know, she asks, hey, are you shopping for kicks? And he's like, I am recently arrived from Europe. And she's like, lucky me, a poor, girl, poor chick from Cleveland. So immediately, you know, she's going to get fucked over because she's from Cleveland. Yeah, because uh, I don't think Dracula's a Cavaliers fan, so. No, she's she's gonna get it already. <laughs> well, there was the con- the convenience of that couch being in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> On page two, where you know he unveils his fangs and stuff, just like what Robin said. I mean, this felt like um, you know an, an old vampire movie. I definitely think he took some inspiration from those those films. Mm. Well, it's it's pretty cool that they they went this route in in the beginning because uh, you know about Batman when Bill Finger and Bob Kane were first developing the character. It was a hodgepodge of, like, you know, Lone Ranger, Zorro, the Bat, and, you know, Dracula. You know, it's in it's in Batman's DNA, you know, vampires. Dracula, like, you know, slices across her throat. And I, I thought that was interesting because I thought at first, you know, when I first read this, I was like, maybe that's a vampire way of keeping the dead person coming back, you know, to life as a vampire if, if you know, he kind of, yeah. slices their their head or their throat a little bit but then it it plays out later and it's part of you know uh this book has a lot of detective work by batman too which is really cool 
Yeah, he's he's investigating all the mur- murders of prostitutes and homeless people. Yeah, Fe- and they all have their necks sliced like that, and he's like, "What is this doing?" And then he, when he finds out why, it makes sense. It's like mm. Dracula's smart enough that he's been around a while. He's hiding his tracks, you know. He doesn't want to show that the fang marks are there. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of neglect, I think, from the mayor's office, is it, or the commissioner's office? Yeah. Almost like yeah, a cover. The- yeah, the mayor's covering it up because he wants to get reelected. Uh, all right, yeah. So and that- and also is uh, he, he mentions uh, I believe that he was uh, Gotham's first black mayor. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It's ninety one. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Batman, yeah, Bruce Wayne keeps having what appears to be dreams of this woman that comes to him in the in the evening, licking and playing with his neck, and then revealing her fangs. Uh, and then he wakes up. Very cool Batmobile. Has that old school uh, <laughs> golden age. It's like, a, it's like a Mini Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and his cape flying up the back. What's going on? Gordon's aware of everything that's going on. Batman keeps having these dreams of this woman. She just keeps vanishing. Um, and Batman continues to investigate. Um, on oh. patrol. Almost looks like um, like old London, some of these images. Or that kind of feel to it, those bricks. Yeah, you could tell he he did a lot of study of like art, architecture too. You know, yeah. just like how Tim Sell does. It's like his buildings are real tight, but then like the the people anatomy is some. You know, he takes liberties. Yeah. In some places. It's because he has um, that that woman. I guess she's a female vampire. She's feeding, so she attacks this uh, homeless person and uh, takes out her neck, and then Batman intervenes, sort of. And gets his ass whooped, not not understanding the strength of this woman. Doesn't even feel human. But he interrupted her before she could slash the throat and hide the fang marks. Mm. So he's right. Like, and, and plus, you know, because I think because she's a newer vampire, she doesn't know that trick. Mm. That's something that Dracula, who's been on the run for centuries, kind of figured out. Yeah. But also, uh, it's mentioned uh, that the newer ones uh, tend to not do what they're supposed to, which is drag the victims down into their nest before they right. feed. Mm. Some of the new ones, you know, are, aren't uh, aren't as disciplined, and they just do it above ground and have to try to cover it up. Yeah. Right. So Batman, Bruce Wayne's starting to learn, and he he's starting to gain superhuman strength as well. Um. He's able to lift this car up with one hand. Um, yeah. Where does he get this from again? Like, where, where did I? Uh... From from that uh, from that female vampire who has been visiting him. Oh, okay. Uh, she's been that's... coming in uh, and uh, empowering him to be able to fight against. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, against she, she's not trying to kill him. Yeah, because a couple it's like a couple of different things. One, did he get like nicked by that one that he encountered, or was it the actual Red Rain? Because when the first time you're reading it, you're thinking that he's just dreaming. You don't think about her. You know, she's actually doing that to him. That it's real. So, um, which is which raised the question: How does she know that he's Batman? Mm, well, they've been around for a minute. Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah. you know, yeah, I guess if you're a if you're a, you know, a creature with those types of abilities and things like that. You can you can find out, you know, certain mm, things. True. But she's not trying to, you know, one message that I guess she's trying to convey to him in in his dream state is that she says vampires are real, mm. but not all of them are evil. And he's like, he he 
he's hearing her in his subconscious. He doesn't know what's going on to him. It's just like, you know, one of those dreams that you keep having over and over. Yeah. And he doesn't realize that she's actually like mm. empowering him with her bite. Yeah. But she's not. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like Bats is listening to like one of those how to stop smoking cigarette tapes as he goes to sleep. <laughs> you know, except it's like how to become a vampire. She's the she's the tape. <laughs> what do you guys think of that device that doctor uses to analyze Bruce Wayne's blood? That's, that thing's crazy. That's when that's when that's how millionaires get their blood tested, dude. <laughs> this is kind of the first clue that the story is about to really get crazy because he wakes up and he says, "Uh, something happened." Mm. Yes, my back. And he kind of looking in a mirror. Yeah. And then even the doctor's asking, you know, have you scraped or fallen on your back lately? So there's some contusions or something wrong with his back that's that's going on. That At this of- point, I was I was thinking that he's probably uh, scratched by the vampire and then he's basically uh, his blood has been infected at this point. That's what I thought too. I thought there was Yeah, a... I thought maybe it was, it was where she was biting him or something. It's weird. There's like several different ways I thought he could have started to gain these abilities as a vampire. And uh, that's cool cuz a lot happens in such a limited number of pages so far in the book, which is kind of cool. My favorite part is when he he seeks out this woman about vampire lore and uh, their conversation. I thought it was really cool and fun. Like going through the history of, ba- of vampire. They Aryan. Really, the Aryan, yeah. They really did their research in, I guess, vampire mythology before putting this book Do you together. think they used Wikipedia? Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, she's kind of skeptical at first about why he's asking about this. Yeah. Um, just the guy that dresses one, up in a, as a bat. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, you're taking this shit serious now, huh? And But one thing about her, as we get into the other story, she plays kind of a, a key role because she's in every book. They talk about like vegetarian vampires and whatnot and how all of them are not bad. And, and then the, the dialogue that I really enjoyed was when uh, you know, she tells him that there's nothing you can't find on the late show, but are you aware that to some people you're not real, you know, because he's Batman, and then to others you're real, but entirely supernatural. Well, she says there are those who even worship him, and he goes, there are those who worship money, but it seldom improves their lives, nor does the money care. And she's like, amen, baby. <laughs> hey, when she said uh, vegetarian vampires, do you remember that old story called Vanicula, where it was the vampire rabbit that would suck the carrots and the carrots would turn white you you guys remember that no nope. i think you're showing your age right now Grant. That's man hilarious. that's hilarious man yeah it was this vampire rabbit and uh he would he would suck the juice out of carrots and they would turn into little little monster carrots was this a silent film no i think it was a book it was chiseled on the wall. Someone drew it Drew it in a cave. That's pretty funny, though. So uh, B- Batman, um, he's investigating grave sites where it seems they've been un- unearthed or you know dug up or whatever. The bodies aren't there anymore. And then he goes back to where he lost that woman in a dead end and saying, you know, the only way out of it would be underground in a sewer. And he's able to rip the, I guess, the gate off the ground like it's nothing, like superhuman strength. And he goes in. Kind of reminds me of um, the cult, you know, that whole sewer vibe. Yeah. And, right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you know, Kelly Jones was. I, I, I love that shot where he jumps down the sewer, and his cape is just dragging, uh, yeah. dragging down the hole. That's, Do you that think is, that's uh, so badass? Well, no other point. I just like that. Go ahead. Do you think he saw Pennywise down there? <laughs> Dude, I can make a good meme out of this. 
He'll be like, we, we, we have Thomas and Martha down here. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like them back? <laughs> I just love how Kelly Jones draws Batman like so dramatic. Like everything he does, he's like swooping his cape with his hand across himself or, you know, just walking across the, the courtyard in his cat. His cape looks a like lot. a thousand knives, and you yeah. know, just a lot, a lot of flourish. Well, he, yeah. And like, uh, I wonder if you take. You, you mentioned uh, how this looks like the old vampire movies and everything. I wonder if he took doing Batman's cape from that too, because like a thing that they used to do in vampire movies and stuff like that. Based, I think any movie where someone had a cape on is before, like, any time they're going to be a to do a big turn where they want the cape to flare out. They would mm -hmm. actually turn back the other way a little bit first. <laughs> they would like if they were going to turn to the right, they would twist to the left a bit, and then spin back the other direction to to get it that extra flow. Now, did they ever so, say? You may have been looking what, at that uh, from the movies too. Did they ever say what's causing the red rain? Not that I recall. That might be in. A, Not that I recall either. That might be in another yeah, story. I, I, yeah, I I think it's uh, in in the later stories. Yeah, that's what I think too. But, uh, you know, he's going through these sewers. It has Bernie Wrightson written all over it. Like, Kelly Jones is his big inspiration, you know. Um, it looks like Batman's fighting these bony, skeletal vampires in the sewers. I just noticed this one now. They're, like, chewing on this girl. Who is yeah. that? Is that just some random girl, or is that, like... Yeah, that's someone that they've drugged down there. And uh, that's fucking... Those are, those are some of the, the fresher vampires, because Dracula's been basically building an army. Yeah. And the ones that have been dead a while, you know, are the ones that are decayed and kind of look like skeletons and shit. Mm. But the the newer ones, there's also some newer ones. Dude, how badass is that big splash page? Love it. Well, you could do like a whole black and white line of just Kelly Jones. Yep, they should. As if there aren't still a Batman black and white statue coming out every two months. Mm. <laughs> we need more Kelly Jones statues, man. Just name. really rereading re this really makes me want to go back and grab that gallery edition Kelly Jones. Oh, I got that right mm. here, boy. Yo, you guys, you guys are crazy, man. Don't sleep on that one. That's that is a masterpiece, man. This all comes in that. It's selected stories that he did for like Detective Comics and uh, like there's a Mister Freeze. Yo, just get the book, man. Yeah, it is. If you if you're into this kind of stuff, that shit is like. Does it have any of these? Does it have any of these Elseworlds in it? No, it doesn't have it doesn't have the the vampire stuff in it. That's the whole point. Of, I think the gallery edition was that it doesn't have the the actual story in it, but it has artwork from it. It has original scanned artwork, never before seen artwork in splash pages too. It's uh it's gorgeous, man. I would say it's a must have for anyone who likes Kelly Jones because it's just it's it's as good as it gets if you if you like his artwork. But yeah, man, he's like fighting all these fucking skeletal vampires and uh. And then all of a sudden, that girl Tanya comes out with her little army. Kind of reminds me of, like, Talia in the League of Assassins, doesn't it? She has her own little underground network, and they're hunting these people. And, what. and then um, and then out comes Dracula in his, like, bat-like animalistic form, man. Kind of disturbing, isn't it? With his, like, bony back and everything. Like, the bones protruding. And... I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of creepy. It's very prehistoric, yeah. Yeah, yeah so primitive. And he's able to control Tanya and the rest of them and make them, like, put the guns to their heads when they're about to, like, pretty much control them enough to where they'll kill themselves because that's his will. And so Batman intervenes and, like, takes a shot at Dracula and they go at it a little. Batman's so badass, though, because they're both, 
they're like facing each other and um he he's like taunting dracula he's like just the sight of it the scent of it it drives you crazy doesn't it and dracula just looking at him like i mean how how badass is bat <laughs> fucking batman dude is there anything this guy can't do man he fights dracula, well, he able- he fights dark side <laughs> yeah i love that he drew i love that he uh he drew that cross with his own blood and you know yeah dracula can't come near him even though he wants to he wants that he wants that blood. I mean, just the taste of, you know, some fresh blood, especially from, yeah. you know, someone like Batman. I mean, he's just like, and it says something about, you know, they stare at each other like pretty much all night long because it's kind of a stalemate. Yeah. Because Batman is, Batman's still more or less a human at this point. He's not under his power like like the other vampires because... Dracula created those other vampires, so he does have that control over them. Right, yeah. Another great thing about this story that I noticed um, is just the panels in the in the yellow where Batman's talking to himself, um, kind of telling the story or how he's feeling. I feel like a lot of writers these days um, don't really get Batman, like how he talks to himself or how he's feeling. Um, but these stories, I, I feel like... Um, it's really uh, detailed, and it kind of gets the story moving. Well, the letter, uh, the letter is his name was what Todd Klein. So, it, it, I mean, you know, because it has like that cursive writing whenever it's kind of like that right. dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of, it kind of, you know, gives it that aged feel. You know, like what Robin said is like this time frame seems a little like a dated time frame. Yeah. But then you got Gordon in front of that. Um, looks like a computer, but it's not a computer. It's is that one of those machines that scrolls through newspapers? Or yeah, it might be. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. One of those things. Kind of grounds us into modern day, you know, little thing like that because everything else looks old. I mean, this could be like the '60s, you know, or '70s even with the cars. Alfred's patching them up again. Batman, well, you know, Batman crawls out of the sewer and makes it back to Wayne Manor. He crawls out of the sewer in the daytime, and people are like looking at him, yeah. like, "Ooh, mm. what? Like what? The yeah, fuck? like Pennywise." That's when what? you know he's still somewhat human. You know, he's not a vampire then. <laughs> Dracula's like, "We all float down here, boy." <laughs> <laughs> I got that feeling when I saw that pile of bodies under in the sewer. Alfred's in the kitchen thinking about all the vampire talk. Then he freaks out, seeing that uh, the water's red, like all the you know from the rain or whatever. He's like freaking out. Too much for the filtration system to handle. It's even eating away at the roof now, a slate roof. Killing more trees every month, decreasing the oxygen, forcing seafood restaurants to close. So this is an ongoing problem that they don't really get into in this one about the rain, you know, this red rain coming down. Um, Batman's in his bedroom where he actually encounters Tanya for the first time, knowing it's real. And I guess she. this is where she explains to him that uh, she's been turning him this whole time. Is that what's going on? Mm-hmm. Tells him who they're up against, you know, and yeah. and, uh, and the history. Bruce about, Wayne, yeah, yeah, and Bruce Wayne kind of finally accepts. Okay, this is this yeah. is vampires, and that was Dracula. All right, and Tanya explains how she was turned by him, and how she rebelled and formulated an antidote, and brought brought other people over to her side to fight Dracula, whoever. And then she's wearing that um, that original Jessica Jones type costume, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. She looks like one of those. What are the Marvel characters that wear that? It almost has that kind of uh, post-apocalyptic, like cyborg type feeling, where they're looking for a cure, and you know, Batman's the only one that can save them. 
Yeah. You know, they're trying to they're trying to save the world yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so Bat- Batman has to convince Gordon that Tanya and her followers are, you know, even though they're vampires, they're good and they have to prove it. So Tanya leaps out at Gordon and he shoots her a couple of times and she's fine and he starts to starts to believe more. And then Batman's not feeling so good. So usually- well, I mean, he he's been injured pretty yeah. severely. And uh, he's still not recovered. And yeah, they they have to give him a transfusion of blood, which specific you know, blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, coincidentally happens to be the same type as hers. Yeah. Then he learns that Gordon's been kidnapped by Dracula, and vampires break into Wayne Manor, where they got to fight them off. And Pennywise is on the TV, as Gramps noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh shit, Pennywise. <laughs> While Bruce Wayne's fighting him in his underwear. <laughs> yeah. Well, the original It miniseries dropped. What year was it? N- 1990, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there. so this is a year later. That's a probably, good point. Uh, Dude, that's influence. a good point. It's pro- it was probably it, in their heads, yeah. It, it It's not a coincidence. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence, you know. Right, that's something. Especially with, like, a dead vampire laying right in front of you. Mm. <laughs> First way you yeah, and, and, the, and the whole sewer thing. Yeah. Oh, they all float. So uh, Dracula has Gordon tied up. He got a bunch of his, you know, army of vampires with him. A lot of bones and blood in this book. You know what? This, this, I start to learn more and more about the influence that old horror comics had on Bernie and, and now Kelly. Like thinking about how the old horror comics looked. This aesthetic is, you know, on point. If you're on page 62... When he's talking to Gordon in the sewer, the way they drew him, that looks so eerie and creepy from those kind of... uh, That's what the magazine and the comics are called, eerie and creepy or whatever. Like, that creep show kind of look to it. Dracula flies Gordon over Gotham. I kind of like, you know, the dialogue between the follower vampires. You know, they're they're talking about how, you know, they're joking that Master's going to have blue blood tonight, cop blue. The commissioner can solve his own murder. And then one of them says... You know, Master's not stupid. He'll kill Gordon, but he won't turn him into a vampire. And about that time, you know, they start, they all get like batterings thrown yeah. at him. It's like slice and dice. Yeah. <laughs> kind of and is. And Batman just says, Batman just says, boo. I love that. That's so. Yeah. At this point, are these the, these aren't the silver batterings, right? These are the regular Yeah, ones. regular batterings. Yeah. He, he ain't go to Jared yet, boy. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Those gold platinum ones, boy. <laughs> Bling blah. Tanya and her army are firing at these vampires. They had a plan, and that plan was to lure them into the Batcave. Right? Lure all of Dracula's followers into the Batcave, where Batman would pretty much go into this bullet looking dome, this pod. Yeah, so sort of like a casket. Yeah, like this casket pod that's indestructible, or, you know. And then once he's in there, he pretty much flips a switch and blows up. All of Wayne Manor, so it all crumbles down on the on uh, Dracula's followers. Well, yeah, they first he blows open like half the mountainside that lets the sunlight in. Right, and, yeah. and that fire fries up most of the vampires. Yeah, and then like Tanya, some, like some good brisket. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tanya or whatever her name is, she sacrifices herself to kill like the last one yeah. because she wants to fill up peace, you know, because she grabs that vampire, pulls him into the light, and she says. To death, both of us in peace. So then Wayne Manor just goes kaboom, which he's always he's always blowing up his house, isn't he? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he didn't give a shit about that place. He's, <laughs> he's tired of the property taxes. Is what it is. So uh, he comes out of the pod, and then 
Dracula like swoops over him and flies away. So I guess Dracula's kind of considered a daywalker as well, isn't he? Like he he could uh, he can stand the sunlight or whatever. Alfred and and uh, Bruce they're in a new little townhouse somewhere. Uh, yeah, in, a, in a brownstone. A brownstone, right? And uh, Batman pulls open the the drawer to reveal a bunch of silver bat rings. That's pretty cool. I dig that. And he also reveals that he has bat wings growing out of his back once he takes his once he takes his trench coat off, which is kind of a uh, yeah, yeah, pretty intense, man. Kelly Jones. That would be a pretty sweet action figure. Oh shit! Well, oh, there is yeah. one. Oh, um, I have it. I I don't know if it's called Red Rain. It's one of Crimson Mist. I have the Crimson Mist one. It's very similar from Elseworlds line when they did uh, Red Sun mm-hmm. Batman and um, the Liberty Files Batman. So the Crimson Mist is kind of similar to this one because this is kind of it was okay. a trilogy. But, but he but he has the whole suit on in that figure, right? Yeah. 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 The way, that, that would be a the, cool a cool figure too, where it's just you know just human the, the un the unmasked oh the unmasked yeah, yeah that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> unshirted. Yeah, they're uncharted. Oh, he, looks like, he looks like Conroy there, doesn't he? He does. If he Conroy does. doesn't have nipples. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it does if look Conroy, like Conroy worked out. That's so weird. You got to tweet him that, man. I bet Conroy will eat that shit up, man. Dracula's like in a belfry somewhere, bleeding out Gordon. This is an intense book, man. Batman flies over to... Where the fuck is this belfry, dude? <laughs> it's like... Nothing in Transylvania is? Well, no, they say it like... um They've got a news crew there. They say the berserk bats are swarming around Gotham's Gaudi building. So it's like somewhere in, you know, the middle of Gotham somewhere. Yeah, I love it. The rabid bats. They have, like, rabies. They're just going nuts. I love that idea. And it's, uh-huh. ra- and it's raining red everywhere. There's red rain everywhere. So that's pretty cool. And the, the, the car crashes into a gas station and blows that shit the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Dracula's just having a good old time drinking Gordon's blood from, like, this pimp cup. And then all of a sudden, a silver battering like knocks it out of his hand, and he goes. Dude, right how badass is that? Where Batman flies in that that uh, picture where he's like just coming down. Yeah, it's like you don't, you don't see nothing but just like jagged black mm. capes and wings. Yeah, I love it. It's, this is this is where Kelly Jones goes to town, boy. You know, it's where he well, shines. It's, it's almost like the cape is alive. You know, uh, this fight scene was great. The way he drew it, there in the belfry, he saves Alfred. Kind of reminds me of the the '89 scene with Batman vs Jack Nicholson in the belfry. I don't know why, maybe because they're actually in a belfry or something. Just <laughs> kind of reminds me of that he's just winging these silver batterings at him. Oh, that's, and that's cool. And Dracula turns into his more bat-like form. Well, he like, knows that he's getting fucked up because of the silver, and uh, he's he's getting it. He's getting out of there. Yeah, and kind of regroup. Red Rain. He doesn't know that. Uh, Batman can fly. Flying over the, I love I, that part where you could see the the power lines and that big tree. I love it because he really captured autumn or fall right there. Like Kelly, to me, Kelly Jones, just that mood. And uh, I guess they crash to that power, that pole, that power line pole. And f- the bottom half of it makes a stake, which is quite convenient <laughs> for Dracula falling right on top of it and pretty much dying, just melting away. Uh, I think it was uh, lightning hit it. Was it lightning? Because he says that. Yeah, he says that. Uh, where was the line? He says something about it. I just lost. Oh yeah, the, the lightning bearing a gift from the heavens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before all that, um, you know, while they're fighting in the air, Dracula actually starts biting him on the neck. Right. And start draining him of his blood, and I mean, it's almost like at that point, 
you know, Batman's like, I got to take him down, but I got to time this just right because, yeah. you know, that's a pretty mortal wound that you know yeah. Dracula put put on him. What do you think of that flash page and when he's in the woods? Dude, this is an awesome book to read at like night with the lights <laughs> off and maybe just with like you know a, a small little lamp or something like that. I mean, this will this book will give you chills. Or <laughs> Batman's like, I think I'm dying. Yeah, you know, because of the injury from from Dracula, you know, sucking a lot of his blood, and then he the uh, the mayor resigns. Bruce Wayne dies. Batman dies. Yeah, we see uh, Alfred uh, being read his will, basically being told what's being done with uh, the property and with the fortune. Yeah, it kind of doesn't it feel like Dark Knight Rises, the ending. I was I put that in my notes, man. I mean, I was just like, this is where Christopher Nolan and his brother got that. That's what I think, man. <laughs> it, it it feels the exact same way. And um, Batman says he's dead, but don't worry, Bruce Wayne might be gone, but Batman will go on. Vampires yep. are real, but not all of them evil. So, Batman is a vampire. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got a little tomb or cave, you know, in the brownstone that Alfred walks down. It's kind of creepy to see him laying there on that mm. on that tomb. With the firelight, you gotta be, you know, if you're Alfred, you gotta be scared shitless, man. Oh, shit. And that concludes uh, the f- first of three parts of uh, the Batman Vampire series by Kelly Jones and Doug March since uh, Batman Red Rain. Great story, man. This, oh. is, this is overall a great story. This is one you'll read to your little kids right before going to bed. And um, I was actually again. reading it to my one year old earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give a fuck. Got <laughs> <laughs> Tramer in the boy. Like, I was, I was jotting understand. down my notes, and she's—I gave her her own pen, and she's scribbling down her notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't couldn't make out what she was writing. There. Gotta tell her no wiki needed, boy. I bet it's genius. Batman Red Rain or Batman vs Dracula, part one to three. So, um, rating system out of out of five, I guess. Gramps, how many uh, how many uh, one tens? <laughs> <laughs> How many one tenths? Well, damn. Ooh. Um, I really like this. And what makes it better is that it's part of a trilogy. So, I mean, this just kind of wets your whistle before you get on into the, you know, the, the, the blood storm and crimson mist because, you know, this book was so popular that, you know, they were like, we got to have more. We got to have more. People, people love this when this came out. Yeah. And like I said, it kind of fits. It, it just feels right in the Batman mythos because he is, you know, kind of a vampire like, you know, character. I mean, yeah. Bob Kane, you know, drew some inspiration from, from the Dracula. Mm. You know, what's great about the story is the limited amount of characters that they use to tell the story. Mm. If you think about the, the current arcs that are out right now, there's like, 10, 12, 15 characters in one story. They keep creating these new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is just, you know, you have four or five main characters, and that's all you need. It's all story-driven, you know? Yeah. You don't have to yeah. You don't have to um, bedazzle it up with new characters and ten bad guys. And well, another you, thing you know? is you don't even have to read the words. I mean, Kelly Jones does such a great job, you know, with the pacing and... and yeah. And, you know the the frames that you can just follow along and you can tell what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is fun to kind of you know 
to read it once just to absorb it and then go back and really, really get into it. Yeah. And uh, I, I give it uh, 4.8 110s. Nice. <laughs> what are you led out of out of five? Out of five, yeah, out of five. Legends out of five. <laughs> How many years, boy? It, it's a solid. It's a solid four point seven five. Yeah. Well, you. So brother? that's like so that's like four, and then getting three quarters of the way through the fifth. <laughs> Leaving me hanging here because that last cause that last panel leaves you hanging. You know, it doesn't finish the job. <laughs> How many of Tim Hortons, Robin, out of five uh, cups? Uh, four and a half uh, as uh, as its own uh, as its first part of the trilogy. Four and a half Timmy's. Yeah, yeah. I give it. Yeah, I give it like a. I'll give it like a four point seventy five. Man, out of five. Um, I mean, it was pretty point blank. You know, just the right, just the right amount of storytelling. The arts. So... Yeah, there's there's no needless stuff. And I'll, by the time you finish reading it, you don't feel like you've read a story that's almost a hundred pages. Yeah, ex- excellent story. It, it all it all happens pretty fast. Yeah, I agree, Robin. I, I I didn't know the page count until I was finished, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" There's ninety something pages in this. Yeah, thing is, um, Batman, Red Rain, excellent story. Batman vs. Dracula. The only, uh, maybe the only thing I'm like a little off about is uh, Tanya's outfit. It just didn't make any sense. Does it, you know? It, it <laughs> well, make, it makes it's very nineties. You know, I, I know it's she's 90s. very fashionista. Yeah, it just it. Because everything else makes sense, like the way they were, the way her followers were dressed, they were tactical. The uh, the Dracula's army looked like zombies. Like everyone fit into the story well. And then Tanya comes out in that outfit, and it just it doesn't really make any sense. But like it was, you know, 1990, so you can't really. But damn, it looks good. Oh, oh shit! You lay, you lay some brisket down on that, oh boy. October begins. Where the fuck is the trunkler? <laughs> Yeah.